This is Tales, Tunes, and Towtons, a podcast about stories and songs from Newfoundland and Labrador. We occasionally eat Towtons, our favorite food group. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jen. Welcome to episode 17. 17. We're almost at 20. Man, oh man. It's crazy. And we've said it before. Every week I'm like, what? Oh my God. Okay. Can you imagine when it's like, episode 50 well yeah i guess you don't if you change seasons you might not i think you keep going though like you like season two episode yeah i think you just like name the season and oh you don't go back to maybe? one yeah like yeah i don't know I, mean, I guess we can real do podcasters we can do whatever we want <laughs> we're the bosses so we hopefully this will be our last virtual recording. Yes, fingers crossed. Yes. Sarah so, Sarah's family are gonna be in my tight twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we'll be back in person eating Towtons. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing we should do, I think, is make our own dough and make mm-hmm. our own Towtons. Okay, let's do it. Perfect. Well, actually, Done. next Friday is Good Friday. Oh, it is? That would work? Yeah, we could make Towtons and yeah. fish cakes, my favorite things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you made fish cakes before? No, but I have very, very fond memories of my grandfather making fish cakes when I was younger. And my mother <laughs> makes amazing fish cakes. Mm, I and made them once. Yeah. Really? It's one thing that I definitely want to learn how to make, like from fresh salt fish. and Yeah, yeah. See, I can make fish the- cakes every day. I'm all about the condiments and I don't know how to make a good homemade something to go with it. And that's what I need to figure out. I put, I love condiments. I put, well, I put sweet chili sauce on everything. So I would put that on a fish cake. Oh my God. I would put mayonnaise. I would put ketchup, vinegar, um, any mustard jams on fish cakes are so good. Oh, that's breaking the rules. Oh, as as no, Sarah. <laughs> tartar sauce like any sort of gravy i would eat anything on a fish cake oh i would do like i've tried to make some kind of like tartar sauce mayo pickles mustard combination but i haven't quite found like the exact like oh this is delicious i could have this you know what i mean a chutney on a fish cake (laughs) so good okay i'll have to broaden my horizons Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so maybe we'll we'll make towns and buy fish cakes there you go. And I'll bring you an assortment of dips. Okay. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go first this week and I'm changing it up. I think I've mentioned this before. Uh, I've We've talked about maybe doing like street names and that kind of thing. Right. Uh, so I found a website. It's the City of St. John's Archives online. And it was literally a site that gives you every street name and the the date that it was named and the meaning behind it. Wow. Yeah. Just so for I St. John's? Yeah. Like, I wonder, do yeah. other municipalities have? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So um, I was thinking, like, I could do that for an episode. And then I started and realized, okay, maybe I'll just do the A's. <laughs> So you can look forward to 25 more episodes of street names based on, well, maybe not 25, because I don't think there's going to be like X's or like, you know, 
maybe by the time you get to X, maybe there could be, or like maybe we could put in a bid for a street that begins with X. Yeah. And I even had to like, I was able to be choosy. And if there wasn't a big meaning behind it, I just sort of left it out. I put in some fun ones and yeah, it it was so many. And there's um, like monuments and plaques that are on different streets. They're all listed there as well. Cool. Oh, and this would be a good, like, easy thing to go visit. Absolutely. Different streets if you like. We'll have to go start taking pictures of street signs. Yeah. TikToks. Okay. Do you know, I used to live on um, Burke Place. Right. When I was in university, close to University Avenue, close to Memorial University. And I feel like um, the street signs used to go missing every year because I don't know if it was like part of a, you know, Mm -hmm. starting the term scavenger hunt. Yep. Yep. But I almost feel like I remember people saying, and I've seen like, oh, the street's kind is gone again. Well, there's a really cool story out here by my house. Um, a friend of mine, her dad lives on Ward's Lane. And Ward's Lane is off St. Thomas Line. Mm-hmm. And he has a really cool sign in front of his driveway. His house number is like a wrought iron pig. And the number is cut out of the pig, like out of the side. So it's, it's really unique. And obviously it was like specially made for him, for his property. But he told me the meaning. Um, it's like a nod to the old name of the street. Before it was Ward's Lane, it was called... PG-13 warning, pig shit lane. (laughs) PG-13 warning. (laughs) And the reason why it's now a different name is because they spent so much money replacing street signs because everybody was stealing it because of the name that they just changed the name to Ward's Lane. So he has this really beautiful street number on his driveway that most people wouldn't know why it's there. That's super cool. Yeah, that's why. Speaking of signs, before you get into your story, do you remember Music World from the Avalon Mall? Uh, Like CDs? You could buy CDs? Yeah. Yeah. My father has the Music World sign in his garage. Really? My uncle must have known when it shut down. My uncle, I think, knew, I don't know, someone. Anyway, it's in our garage at my parents' house. And it's, it's bright red. He hardly turns it on, but like... He thinks it's so cool. Like that cool is feature. really cool. That's really wow. cool. I had when Adam and I were dating in high school, one of his friends worked at the movie theater, and I've always had like a thing for ladybugs. And I remember him coming to my house one night with a life-size human-size cardboard movie theater <laughs> advertising picture for a bug's Bug life. life. And it was a ladybug that was literally like floor to ceiling. I put it in my bedroom. It was giant, giant, giant. How long did you keep it? I don't know. I was just thinking the same thing. I don't know where it disappeared. Obviously, I just like threw it in the garbage eventually, but I had it. It very, was it was in my room for a long time. Very thoughtful, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That, okay. That, that so, could be an episode on its own, Sarah. Our little interesting signs. Absolutely. Yeah. that's our problem this could have been a once again it could have been a short episode right (laughs) never 
So I'm going to, like I said, I'm just going to share with you some interesting street names. What I think is so cool is that like the first street is Adventure Avenue, which to me or you, just a clever little street name, but no, there's a meaning behind it. <laughs> so the SS Adventure was the first steel ship to be used in the Newfoundland seal hunt. And it was purchased by Harvey and Co. in 1905. And the, the, the name, sorry, I don't know how to say this. The, the street was named Adventure Avenue in 2010. I wonder do people who live on Adventure Ave Avenue Right. Yeah. Adventure Avenue. You they never... know this. Yeah. Like that. I mean, yeah. some are obvious, but like Adventure Avenue, you'd never think there'd be that much meaning behind that. Yeah. Sometimes when it's a person's name, like you, you know, it's obvious. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of know, but yeah. cool. So the next one on the list is Albany Street and Albany Place. My, my piano teacher as a child that's where I took piano lessons. Oh, really? My aunt lives on, I, I don't know. I think she lives. can't remember what one. I don't know if she lives on Albany Street or Albany Place, but my aunt lives there too. So the HMS Albany, which accompanied the Great, the, the Great Eastern when laying the Atlantic Cable in July of 1866. Um, the two ships left Valencia Bay, Ireland and the roads were named in 1951. So that those streets were named after a vessel. Cool. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Number three, and I don't know how to pronounce this. I think it's, people would probably say Alderis, but it's like Alderice Street and Place. So uh, Frederick Charles Alderis was born in Belfast, Ireland, came to Newfoundland in 1886 to work for his uncle Moses Monroe at the Colonial Cordage Company. In 1924, he was appointed to the Legislative Council and in the summer of 1928, he assumed the office of Prime Minister. So the street was uh, named first in 1957 and this was like the first successful Google search that I had because on this St. John's website, like it mm. actually gives you the information a little like sentence or two on the history of the street, but I just Googled some names to right. go with it. Um, uh, so Frederick Charles Alderis was the last prime minister before the government changed to a commission of government to rule the dominion. So first it was a colony. Um, so this was because we were in the peak of an economic crisis and, and there was a lot of poverty. And the reason why Alderis was elected in the first place was because widespread unemployment added, you know, and there was actually riots. So there was an anti-riot, there was an anti-government riot in St. John's in April of 1932. And just to put that date into a little more perspective, it was around the same time that Sarah's people, smiling <laughs> people were stealing parts from the Newfoundland hotel <laughs> right so it was, it was, it was being like, built yeah so within right. the same like the um so the government had just discovered that the hotel had cost double what they thought it was going to cost and they were foreclosing uh so if you live on Alderis street or place there's a ton of history and then you can go back to the episode about the Newfoundland hotel and and just to cool. kind of paint a better picture of what was going on locally around that time. 
the next one is Alexander Street or Place, which you probably assume is after a name, but you know, could be just a word as well. Um, so this one is unique because uh, of the other street and place combos up to this one. They've been like located next to each other. The place was off the street or whatever. But these two streets are not close to each other, but they're named for the same reason. So Sir William Alexander, the Earl of Stirling, he was born in Menstry, Scotland, and was noted for his attempts to establish a new Scotland in the new world. Uh, in 1621, he was granted the northwestern part of Newfoundland from Placentia Bay to the Gulf of St. Lawrence. However, he wasn't successful in trying to colonize the area. So located between Churchill Avenue, this, this uh, street is located between Churchill Avenue and East White Hills. Uh, I was able to find Sir William Alexander in Wikipedia, but only mentioned his work in Nova Scotia and Long Island, but that's maybe because he was unsuccessful. Mm. So, um, so the street adds to this section along with the part about Sir William. Um, the so that was about Alexander Place, and then Alexander Street, the gas works was located on Water Street and the foot of Alexander Street. It supplied coal gas for lighting in the city. Uh, gas finally fell into misuse in the late 1920s. Uh, located near Victoria Park in the West End between Water Street and Hamilton Avenue parallel with Patrick Street. And I found an interesting add-on about this on the site heritagenf.ca. And I'm just gonna quote it. Although the gas work in the West End survived the fire, which is the Great Fire, the destruction of half the town cost the company 60% of its business. The St. John's Electric Light Company's generating plant on Flavin's Lane was destroyed, but it was quickly rebuilt at the intersection of Bond and Flavin Streets and operated by September, 9, or September 1862. Electricity was available in the burnt area by November. Gas customers, however, had to wait for the streets to be cleared of rubble and new gas mains to be laid, which in some areas took almost two years. Wow. And therefore the customers switched to electricity, which became eventually the primary source of light for buildings and streets. The gas company therefore focused on selling gas appliances and fuel for cooking, heating, and industry and operated into the 1960s. So because of the great fire, which we haven't talked about or anything, mm -hmm. um, I think things would have seen a slower progression from gas to electric, but because of it, then it was a good time to switch everyone over. So I thought that was really interesting. That was from heritage.nf.ca. Uh, Alfred Street, it, and this is directly from the city archives site is a name once used to identify the area within the vicinity of the penitentiary Forest Road. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know where that is, so I guess it would be in that area, but I'd be curious to see where that street sign is. Uh, this is another one that's hard to pronounce uh, and I might, might mispronounce it. Algerine, A-L-G-E-R-I-N-E Street. Again, this is named after one of Newfoundland's famous sealing ships, which was owned by the Bowering Brothers. Interesting fact, the SS Algerine was among the four ships 
commissioned by the White Star Line to search for bodies after the sinking of the Titanic. Very interesting. So they actually recovered one body. They searched for three weeks and they recovered one body uh, that was lost when the Titanic sank. So that's I had not Algerian. heard of that street name. Yeah, no, me neither. So it's off, um, it's located off Wishing Well Road and it was named okay. in 1982. Uh, Allen Square, which is believed to be named for Sir Hugh Allen, whose company undertook uh, the building of the Harbor Grace Railway in 1890. This guy is like really interesting, but it didn't really relate to Newfoundland. So I didn't add much more than that. Allen Square is located between Queens, Ro Queens Road and Livingston Road. Allendale Road, uh, Allendale, which was the farm of Michael Allen, who was born in Tipperary, Ireland in uh, 1767 and immigrated to Newfoundland in 1812. So it's located Bonaventure Avenue and it connects um, to the Trans-Canada Highway. Is that right? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Allendale yeah, right. like all the time. Yeah. 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 So, and I feel like, I mean, I'm just giving you like the brief little one, two line on these, but there's so many stories within each of these. It's really cool. So the next one, again, it's a name. Now you can kind of assume that where this one's going, Amelia Street after Amelia Earhart. Uh, and the street was named in 2003. And I believe that's down in Airport Heights, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't write down where that one was. Uh, and then the next one is Amherst Heights, which I didn't know. You live in it. That's over by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like 30 seconds away, yep. Yeah, there's like no, it's just a understood name for the area. Like there's no sign that says Amherst Heights, is there? Uh, I think there's like Amherst Street. No, yeah. Amherst Heights is one of the streets, but there's is a it couple different. I think there's yeah, like- Yeah, but there's no like or... neighborhood sign or anything like that. I don't think so. It could, no. Like maybe it's known to be that, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think it is. I think it's just everyone knows where it is. Um, So there's Amherst Heights and then there's Am also Amherst- place or Amherst Heights place. I'm not sure which it is. And the place came a couple of years later. So Colonel William Amherst, Camp Commander, St. John's, 1762. 1762. And, 1762. I haven't done that yet. <clears throat> yeah. So it's located off Topsail Road to Harris Road. Um, as a Lieutenant Colonel, Amherst was instrumental in the recapture of St. John's from the French in 1762 at the Battle of Signal Hill an area near Signal Hill. So there's an area near Signal Hill at the entrance of St. John's Harbor, which is named Fort Amherst in commemoration of his victory in 1762. I did not put together like Fort Amherst and Amherst. The Height. Shrink. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think that's why I like, it's a weird assumption for the neighborhood because I I would understand if Amherst Heights was the houses around Fort Amherst, like that would make right. more sense, you know? But interesting fact about this guy, uh, he, uh, where am I? He built an estate for himself after all of this was over on the Isle of Wight, which is an island off the south coast of England. And he named the property St. John's in order, in honor of his time spent in Newfoundland. Oh. Yeah, so it works both That's ways. Great. If there's someone doing a podcast over there, they could say the same thing. There you go. Uh, so that neighborhood was named and street, I guess, in 1954. 
I just have a couple more. Anderson Avenue, uh, which I spent a lot of time near because I worked in that area and frequented the McDonald's in the Esso station. There. <laughs> right, because that's around Burke Place. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so the Honorable John Anderson was a businessman and politician. He was born in Scotland and he served on the St. John City Council from 1900 to 1904. He was a member of the House of Assembly during the same period and was appointed to the Legislative Council. He was remembered for his introduction of Anderson's time as he as well, he was an advocate of measures aimed at solving the housing problem. So it was originally known as 12th Avenue and was renamed to honor his efforts. And it's located between Freshwater Road and Elizabeth Avenue. And it was named in 1947. Um, Angel Place, the Honorable James Angel. He was the founder of the first iron works, later the United Nail and Foundry Company, which was located off Alexander Street. Um, I think I'm going to revisit this one. I'm just going to put a pin in it and come back because the United Nail and Foundry Company was like so many website, website. Like it looked like that's a your, really that's your website sound. A <laughs> so that was the Honorable James Angel, uh, Anspatch Street, named after Reverend Louis Anspatch, who That's operated over by me too. Yeah, yeah, operated a school in St. John's in 1799. Uh, the street was named in 1970, and this was another name that just seemed interesting to me. So I might try to revisit that one. Uh, Army Street. So this Army Street is uh, in Buckmaster Circle. Okay. And I didn't actually find a whole lot about the street itself, the name, but it, uh, I did find that uh, find out that Buckmaster Circle used to be Buckmaster Field, which was Army related. And Buckmaster Circle is one of the oldest public housing communities in the province. It was built in the, it was built in the 1960s. Uh, Second last one here now, Augusta Court. So the name Augusta comes from the USS Augusta, which was the American presidential flagship that anchored off Argentia on August 9th, 1941, where US President Roosevelt and British Prime Minister Churchill held the Newfoundland Conference to discuss the final draft of the Atlantic Charter, part of Pepperell's Landing. So this street was named in 2012. It's interesting that like all those pieces of history are still being revisited and named yeah. now, you know, like. I was going to ask you, like, how, how do people name streets? Like, is there like a person whose job is, oh, there's, there's a street that needs renaming or there's a new street, like. I don't know. It's interesting how does though. That happen? Yeah. Cause there's like, you know, there's modern reasons. And then, to name then I'm so thinking, how come there can't be Sarah for a street? Sarah Fur, right? That's Sarah and I combine our names when we're like posting photo photos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, check that check the hashtag out on Instagram. Yeah. See us. And you know, we need Let's more streets named after women. Start Sarah a campaign. The <laughs> Sarah Fur. Uh so my very last one has no interesting story, but it's Austin Street, 
which is James E. Austin of Dixon Company Limited, 1943 to 1976. It's located between Thorburn Road and Pippi Place, and it was named in 1980. But Dixon Company is definitely, you know, some a name that everyone's familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's just a little taste of what you can expect in future street name episodes. Yeah, like will B be next? Right. I could I could like do a random draw and I could do T next. Oh, we're exciting. <laughs> we're spontaneous over here. I like it. So we'll definitely have to go get our picture taken. Um, around all the ACs. You know what would be cool is to like take a picture before you talk about it on the episode and then ask people like, do you live on this street? Do you know anything about the history of the name? Like, we could have a contest and be like the first person to, to <laughs> post, the photo. post pictures of every street name that we talked about in episode <laughs> seventeen. Wins the prize. That I would have to be a good prize, wouldn't it? Totally. We could make we it interesting. Good. Who wants to do it? <laughs> <laughs> we're like we're not doing it, but we want some. <laughs> okay. Um. My song today is uh, Fella from Fortune. Ooh. You know this one? one? Yep. Uh, so Fortune is situated on the western side of the Buren Peninsula on the island of Newfoundland and was incorporated as a town in 1945. And it's located near the uh, southeastern boundary of Fortune Bay. This is something I found interesting. Uh, the name of the town, this is from Wikipedia. The name of the town is believed to have originated from the Portuguese word fortuna, meaning harbor of good fortune. Fortune. Very cool. You know? Yep. Um, so this song was collected by Margaret um, Sargent and Kenneth Peacock, who we've spoken about before, um, in Newfoundland in nine, either 1950 or 1951, and it first appeared in print in the mid-1950s. I'm using today... My 1955 Gerald S. Doyle songbook. <laughs> I'm waving it at Sarah. Famous book. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm wearing it out. Impossible. It's like the cover is going to definitely fall off. The staples are like, you know, when you have something really old and the staples are rusted? Yeah. The staples are rusted. Well, it didn't, it's not like you got it brand new either. Like it probably oh. aged. 1955. Just by sitting on people's shelves. Yeah. Um. So in... The Gerald S. Doyle songbook, there are three verses. Um, I'm going to give myself. Oh, there's lots of fish. Like, people might recognize that tune. In Bottomless Harbor. So, the first verse, I'll sing a verse of it later, but the first verse is There's lots of fish in Bonavist Harbor. Boys and girls are fishing together, 45 from Carbonier. Then the second verse goes on to talk about how Sally got a new baby, but her father doesn't mind because he likes the fellow from Fortune. That, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then the third verse is, Sally goes to church to see this fellow from Fortune. So I, uh, like most of the songs I've talked about, have sung this song many times. Yep. School and school choir. So very innocently. Mm -hmm. Thinking that people were just having a nice time fishing off the coast of Bonavista. Yep. You know, catching this fish, catching that fish, having a time. No, but that's not what this song's about. No. Sarah's like, I know. How did you not know? Um, so there are def there are verses left out. I would guess it's probably left out. Well, there are. There's only three verses in the Doyle songbook. Okay. Um, but there are verses left out in some publications. Probably 
because children could sing them more. Yeah. But yeah. So the actual fishing and fish references in the tune can be considered um, like metaphors for dating, a dating scene. Right. Right. Um, and the rest of the lyrics I'm about to share with you uh, kind of back this up. There's some, you know, I don't know if this needs a PG-13 rating as well, but there's <laughs> some drinking. <laughs> there's some drinking, uh, like uh, liquor smuggled in from St. Pierre is mentioned. Ooh. And there's some dancing that's mentioned in some of these verses. And of course, the babies that have been had. Right. Oh, <laughs> I found uh, in some of the different versions I found, the order of the verses were different. Like I okay. just told you about the three verses in the Gerald Swell songbook. But I remember singing, this is um after the first verse, like there's lots, there's lots of fish in blood of his tar. Um, and the chorus, catch a hold this one, catch a hold that one, swing around this one, swing around she. I always remember singing this one um, about Uncle George. Uncle George got up in the morning. Uh, and like the arse of his britches were ripped. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that isn't in this version with in the Joe Lestrell songbook, but I do oh. remember singing about Uncle George. Uncle George, as you call him. This is, this is like my classic growing up in choir memories right now really oh and we had like people acting out the verses yes, like there was yes. a kid acting out uncle george and yeah <laughs> sally and, and then one of the other verses is uh sally is the pride of cat harbor okay so this is interesting because you talked about names like that you know of streets or things that got renamed so cat mm -hmm. harbor i looked up because i was like i've never heard of cat harbor no, me neither it's formerly Lumsden. Oh, cool. Beautiful beach. I went to the yeah. first time last summer. Okay. I don't know why it was changed or maybe when I, I do know, but I can't remember right now, but. Right. Um, so in this verse, Sally's the pride of Cat Harbor. She ain't been swung since way last year. Drinking rum and wine and Cassis, I think, which is a like a. I feel like you talked about Cassis when you, um, like at the very beginning. Cassis? Remember, oh. Yeah, like you, oh my God, I feel like we talked about this. Uh, we talked about it in an episode where you were like talking about ads in the Gerald S. Doyle book. Oh. And maybe. I feel like you told me, or maybe the word Cassis was in another song and and we talked about, it. we will have to revisit that. <laughs> but it's a, like a black currant brandy. Okay. So, and they're brought in from St. Pierre, so... She's dancing and all this thing. And then another verse that wasn't uh, in this one or other ones was, Sally's got a fisherman lover. Father said that he didn't care. Oh, no, I did say that one, but it's kind of different. Because he likes a fella from Fortune. What was right. down here fishing last year? Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah, I didn't realize that there were, like, verses omitted. Do you remember, like, you? I remember singing about Uncle George, but. Oh, yeah. Do you remember, like about like did you sing about the rum part and the wine i don't remember because the reason why we sang it and we sang sally goes to church every sunday oh, that but then we did this was all around the cod moratorium and they had created additional verses to talk about oh. what happened and like we'd slow them right down it was sad and somber and then we'd like pick it right back up again for the chorus at the end because it was like a real like I'm sure there was like strategic reasons why we were singing that then, right. and you know, yeah, 
Very cool. Yep. And then I just have some notes. This is from GetSongs.com. So when Peacock collected this song, I found this interesting. A week or so after he collected this song in St. John's, he was in Fortune. Yeah. And uh, asked about the feller. Feller from yeah. Fortune. And uh, no one had ever heard of him. But Peacock <laughs> did find a cowboy type singer who sang a variant called the fella from Bergio. <laughs> It just doesn't roll off the tongue. like Right. Uh, and then uh, this website said, like, unfortunately, I guess he recorded them. But unfortunately, the guitar drowns out most of the words of the recording. Oh. And uh, so it wasn't, like, included in Peacock's collection. Okay. Um, and that Peacock had said the words um, that are... Uh, he added that the words that are audible indicate the variant would probably be unprintable anyway. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> so maybe you know they got off to more trouble <laughs> oh there's lots of fish in bonavist harbor lots of fish righted around here boys and girls are fishing together 45 from carvanier oh catch a hole this one catch a hole that one swing around this one swing around she dance around this one dance around that one diddle dum this one diddle dum dee Fun and that was the filler. Filler from Fortune. Awesome. Love it. Good old tune. Can't wait for next week to see you. I know. We hope everyone, uh, you know, enjoys your weekend. Yep. Have a great week. Stay safe. And we will have more for you next week. 